podcast formerly known as the audio visualist y'all you guys are probably wondering about the name change i know uh i don't know if you guys saw my instagram we took a poll uh and uh, i'm gonna be transparent with you guys this this started we we as a podcast we probably had one of our first really big arguments over the name change it was facts it was a very 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 challenging discussion we had just about the direction of this podcast and everything but we as everything in life we figure it out we figure it out you know what i'm saying we are the we do it for us podcast now like i said formerly known as the audio visualist you know me as damari if you don't know me by now this is the fourth episode you should catch yourself up music anr music lover so yeah 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 boys you know me it's cozy also known as that nigga dirty lp also known as your grandma's tickle lover so let me just let y'all boys know i'm back at it again with the bullshit i'm back at it again fucking with damari and i'm back at it just you know just being a dick to be honest with you but honestly damari was right we had a big ass argument i pulled out the you know those big ass boxing gloves i pulled up damari's house damari was over there cocoa buttered up again you know, talking about, all right, bro, let's get into it. I was like, oh, damn, Demar, you got this one. Stop. We're not. <laughs> stop. Stop running it. No. And uh, what's up, guys? It's Vinay. You know the third position in the We Do It For Us podcast. Um, yeah, that argument was heavy. I, I was having to play mediator, you know, in the middle. Very, very scared, very afraid. But it's all good. You know, we back and we better. And we're here to, you know, take over. So let's get it. All right. So, you know, as she said, we're here to take over. So as we know, we always premiere some new music from some real dope local artists. This next artist I'm about to introduce. I mean, you know, I mean. Look, we got a new up-and-coming artist goes by the name of King Cab. I know him as Quentin. Graduated with this brother. You know, really dope artist. Um, like the direction of where he's going. You know, really fuck with his music, man. So I'm gonna play his record, his brand new record called To The Left on all streaming platforms right now, so. This nigga is hot, and I ain't talking about the music. I'm gonna keep it a Check out that record. Uh, like I said, King Cab to the left. Oh, 
yeah. It's new stuff, man. So y'all go check that out, bro. About to get into this first topic. Uh, so let's go. Yo, 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 it's Cozy, a.k.a. your grandma's tickle lover, you feel me? So today we're talking about some shit that I thought it was interesting as fuck. I brought it to the attention, and I was like, yo, I think this is true. And these niggas was like, man, fuck you. You know, fuck you, Cozy. Fuck you, Joe. You be on the bullshit. And I'm like, nah, bro, it's honest. So today we're going to talk about this. I personally believe NBA Youngboy is this generation's little wing. The streets love NBA Youngboy, you feel me? The streets also used to love... Lil Wayne, when NBA drops some shit, if he features on some shit, that shit blowing up. It's a fact. We see it with the Migos. We see that shit when, when he dropped his top. That album, bro, they didn't even drop the album yet. And this shit already was number one on Apple Music. How the fuck? I'm not even out yet. And I'm like, yo, Lil Wayne really didn't say personally just passed the throne, but you can obviously see that NBA young boys, this generation Lil Wayne. And I'm going to what you feel like? I don't know if I agree with that. Because you know Wayne is my top five artist. And while I love Youngboy, and I think his music's good, and that's a talented individual, I cannot... Uh, my, my question to you is, are you are you saying that because they're from the same state? Like, what's your ideology behind that? My ideology is honestly because I'm looking at this, right? When music was popping, people... Like, you can't say, oh, well... This person is that person. You got to look at, like, yo, different artists, when they blow up or when they on some shit and the people love them, that's just who the people love at that time period, you feel me? Just like you can't compare Bill Clinton to Obama, you feel me? That was the president at that time, Obama was the president at that time, and Trump the president at this time, you feel me? So I'm looking at it like this. When this, when Lil Wayne was young, when he was really on the scene, you know, when I think it was Big Shrimp, he was blowing up, you feel me? And they young boys the same way. People were fighting over Lil Wayne. Niggas was over there talking about, man, Lil Wayne ain't this, Lil Wayne ain't that. You know, niggas was like, yo, bro, you better tighten that shit up. They didn't even know Lil Wayne. But they was ready to, to fight over this shit. Same thing with Youngboy right now. Okay, so when you say he's this generation's Lil Wayne, are we, what are we gauging? Are we gauging it off of just what what we see the youth react to right now? I guess what we're saying, like, preteen, teenagers, what they're, you know, what they're on right now. Is that where you're gauging it? Yeah, that's that's where I'm engaging it. Cause preteens and teens, when Lil Wayne was out, when Lil Wayne was a little younger, about you know young boy age, they was on the same shit. You feel me? And I'm pretty sure Lil Wayne was you know measured as as that generation. I don't even know who was before Lil Wayne that was on the shit like that. But you know, you can obviously see that the magnitude of these people' music, the magnitude saying yo Lil Wayne is this generation's this this this. It has the biggest, honestly, in, in the hip-hop world, I see NBA Young Boys probably have one of the biggest and most faithful fan bases right now. Like I said, you can gauge fan base a few few ways. You could gauge it through stream, social media interaction, yada, yada, yada. But I'll say this. Because we're in a different era of where music is streamed back versus back in Wayne's Day when people bought physical albums and radio plays mattered. And, you know, even though they still matter today, but mattered a lot more back then just because there's different avenues as far as how we consume music. Young boy, young boys, what? How old is he? What, 20? I think he's about 20 right now. Wayne went platinum at 16 years old. His first album, The Block Is Hot, went platinum. 
like and you still have to talk about the hot boy run he was running around with them niggas when he was 13. yeah of course so this generation's little wayne little wayne has been what are we talking 99 to little wayne's been in, over the, in this thing for over two decades over two decades like I, i'll start you, there I'll yeah somebody i go. mean you you can say that and it's true like wayne has been on listen wayne is known as a goat and we can't really say that for frankly any of these new artists especially young boy because it's too early to tell where they're gonna go but i will say this yeah he you know he was popping at a very young age and you know so is so is young boy but my whole thing is if we're looking at this from a holistic perspective we gotta look at two things that wayne has brought to the table that i haven't seen young boy on one Wayne was putting together an empire when he was running with cash money, when he really was young money, running with cash money. I don't see young boy on that kind of thing. He's kind of just ran by a label doing his own thing, unless I'm mistaken. That's the first thing. Two, Wayne musically is very diverse. And he has this bag that he hops into where it's like, okay, that's classic Wayne, but he was able to tap into a bunch of, like, a bunch of different genres, not just hip-hop. Even lyrics, like, I think he outbars Youngboy, so I don't know. I, I'd have to say that Youngboy's nowhere near that. So, I get where y'all coming from. I, I, I understand it. You know, you saying musically, yeah. You, if you're looking at it as a music standpoint, yeah. Little Wayne, at, at the same age, has top young boy musically but when you're looking at it let's say from just a personal level or fan base level or social interaction level because i don't think y'all seen it but a couple couple weeks ago i was on i was on twitter and i see this little boy crying like he thought little young boy died this man is crying and that shit blew up like how how you have a little boy who don't even know you then they just listen to some of your shit, and then you just have this thinking that you're dead, and you start crying. So obviously, you got a dedicated fan base, even at a young age. And that's the same thing Lil Wayne had. Exactly, and had it for a longer stretch. What, Young Boy's first mixtape was what, 2016? I think 2015. 38 Baby, right? 38 Baby, right? No, I think that was a, I think that was a mixtape thing last year he dropped that shit. 30, oh, so what was the, I don't remember. I don't, I don't know his first, 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 first one he dropped. I can see because he does have a lot of projects. He does have a yeah, lot of. That's where I'm saying I could I see where you're gauging the Wayne comparison because NBA YoungBoy does release a lot of music. Mm-hmm. He does kind of still that same mixtape style of just feed the streets. I get it, I get it. But we're talking about Dwayne Carter, okay? We're talking about Dwayne Carter. Like you didn't cry when you listened to How to Love? No. Who did not? I, I, but I did cry. I didn't cry, but I felt that in my soul when I listened to Mirror with Bruno. Shit. But you can say the same thing about the shit that he dropped, though. Nigga dropped nothing but pain music. Nigga says in a quote. What record does NBA Youngboy have that could kind of give you that feeling like how to love or mirror on the wall from Wayne? Like, come on now. Vinay, back me up here. Um, I'm way more versed in Wayne than I am Youngboy. Here's my thing. Aside from all of that, Wayne... I can't say that Wayne has too many mid songs. Young boy, he has some really, really hot records. I don't think as many, he's had as many hits as Wayne. And then for me, cause Top actually came out 
I think I downloaded two two songs out of that whole album. And I think that he does too much of that feed the streets to it's like, okay, who are you really as an artist? Cause any SoundCloud rapper could could do feed the streets music and it gets boring right. after a while. So where's the diversity? That's my whole thing. I mean he did I don't know if y'all can't consider diversity, but he had that one song where he remixed that uh that uh Dirty Diana or he he called it Dirty Diana. He he did that. That was pretty diverse. What he's used to, I would say, uh, he he has a he's a melody to his music. I can I can I can say that one. But I get where you guys are coming from. But to me, NBA YoungBoy is always going to be this generation's version of, of of Lil Wayne. But if you're looking at it musically, no one has been on that shit like like Lil Wayne has. Honestly, if you're looking at it, no one has been on that shit though. So I can't even say, or I can talk about, you know, his musical career as, as you know, like as his journey. I can't talk about that. I can't relate his journey to any other artist because then there, there hasn't been any artist that does shit like that at all, really. So he's he's in his own league with that one. But if you're looking at it like, okay, here's a young here's a young artist who's blowing up, who's who has who has the streets on lock, who has his fan base on lock, because this nigga can. Man, been on live Instagram live since some wild ass shit, and niggas are still fucking with this man. People are still fucking with it. I said, yo, this nigga is crazy and shit like that. So, and the same thing with, with Lil Wayne when he was on some shit. I mean, he wasn't always on. Some, Lil Wayne's never been on some shit. He just been on that drug shit. But other than that, bro, like people been fucking with this man heavy. So honestly, I say, yo, NBA young boy, he's been on his shit. He's been, he's been lately. He's been pretty vibing. I don't know, but. I can say he's this—he's this generation, Little Wayne. He's this this idol figure that Little Wayne was to to let's say me and you, but to younger kids like my nephew, my nieces, they this they they love these niggas. They love the NLE Chopper. They love NBA Youngboy. So these are what these folks are listening to right now. These are what the youth is listening to. Like like I said, um, I get where you're coming. I guess I'd probably have to ask someone who's between the ages of ten to sixteen, right? Ask your sister. She doesn't like Young Boy. My sister so, doesn't know. She knows Young Boy. She don't like him either. Oddly enough. Yeah. So I mean, like, I mean, if I asked young men between the ages of ten to sixteen, I might get a different answer because she tells me all the time, niggas at her school, like, oh, Young Boy is like their Messiah. So I get what you're saying. I get it. But it's like we're talking about like Little Wayne was just more than just his little, like, he was big shrimp. That, no, but like this, Dwayne was global though, so it's like it supersedes just a messiah sort of like like a like a few people that just make you the messiah. Like Wayne, this was Wayne's world at one point musically. Yeah. When he was saying he's the best rapper alive, niggas was like, oh yeah, oh, shit, I can't, shit, I, shit, he right, I can't, I don't know. In that mainstream hip-hop space, just the energy that Wayne had when he stepped onto the stage, one of the best hip-hop performers I've ever seen, like, his endurance, his cadence, like, his entire aura as, as an artist. Like I said, I get where Joe's coming from, but for Wayne, for me, because I actually lived through it, like, from Go DJ, from Carter One up until now, like I can't, I, I, I just can't, you know, yeah. argue in favor of what Joe's saying. The thing is, it's not a comparison. So I get where Joe's coming from in the sense of 
he's not really trying to compare the two. He's trying to evoke similarity where he could see young boy taking Wayne's spot years from now and being like, yeah, oh yeah, young boy a goat. By the way, people are already saying that young boy's a goat, but is that because they're vibing with his music right now? Because what does it take to be a goat? What does it take to fill that Wayne position? I don't even know what the requirements are to do so, but I could tell you right now, I don't think young boy fills that criteria. Even if you, you have young men, you know, younger than our generation vibing and seeing him as some kind of messiah, because they could say the same thing about an NLE Chopper. They could say the same thing about a Glock 9, a Kodak Black. So I'm trying to figure out what the difference is. Like, what is he doing different that's going to stamp his title as a legendary hip hop artist in the late thousands? Mm, that's the better question. There you go, Joe. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly can't say because we never know what's going to happen with um, with artists. You feel me? Because niggas was talking about how Tupac and Biggie Smalls was the go, but, you know, their music selection wasn't as big as some artists that are right now. So you you can't lie. You can't lie. People are saying, let's say, Tupac and Biggie are, are the goats in music on hip-hop and shit like that, right? Simply because they died at their peak. Mm -hmm. So if Youngboy dies right now, if anything happens to the man... He's going to go down similar as a goat, as an idol in music. You can't lie. You cannot lie and tell me that's not true. They're going to say that to be nice. I mean, you can't deny the man's talent, but a legend? We're not going to do this, Joe. I don't want to. And even and I would never want that to happen, Pierre. I wouldn't want. I don't want to see another. I'm not saying I don't want to wish that on the man. That, I get it. Yeah. Like, you're, I'm saying, like, when you're looking at it, to be a goat, you have to have longevity. You feel me? Like... Right now, Little Wayne is a goat because of the fact that his music lasted damn near 20 years. So, and Young Boy, you know, he's been on shit about four or five years now. So, I can't say he's a goat. You can say you can say he's 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 getting up there if his shit lasts another five, ten years. Yeah, it's trajectory. You mean it's trajectory? Yeah. So, like some of his shit, his his older shit, you can bump right now, but at the same time, it's like yo, it's mostly about feelings because. Some people, you know, say, hey, young uh, LeBron's a goat, but niggas, niggas say, nah, I'm oh, nah. not goated. Oh, nah, you, it's so, not just feelings. It's stats, too. It's stats. No, I've seen some, I've seen some folks say, nah, he's not goated simply because they just feel like, yo, he's not goated. So, wait, what are we talking about now? We talking, what are we talking about now? We just talking about how, like, the goat status and how, like, you know, if, if young boy's going to get on that goat status, he just has to have those stats because right now, he has some stats. He has some platinum, you know, albums on his name. He got some platinum songs on his name. He got some some gold songs on his name. You feel me? He got the shit. He got some stats on his name. You can't lie and say, nah, he don't got that shit because he do got that shit. First album went platinum. First year. And platinum in streaming? Platinum in general. Like, he just got a platinum hit. Like, that's an R-I-A-A. -A. Wayne had a platinum album. I did say album. I did say album. AI young boy went platinum. You're gonna have to show me. AI young boy went platinum. You can trust that one. Mm, I don't know if I could trust that, but continue. But that's what I'm saying. Like to be coded, to be on that 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 standpoint, because a legend, basically a legend is someone who dies goat. You feel me? But a goat is someone who's still alive. And right now, he can be considered goaded depending on who you ask. Because you can ask somebody in California, and they say, "Nah, he's not goaded." But you can ask some niggas down there in and, and Alabama, he can say he, they goaded. So depending on where you are, you can ask, and he, they can say, yeah, he's goaded or not. 
here's the difference in what you just said, because you just proved the point I was thinking. You could go to certain areas and ask, like, for the South, you know the South's going to typically back young boy up because he's our people. But you go places like West Coast, you go up North, they don't really vibe with him like that. They got some different artists that they're rocking with. With Wayne, it was undeniable. It was literally a a global thing, not to compare the two. But if we're talking about the trajectory of him replacing Wayne, man's got to step his game up. Right now, I think he's putting out music to keep consistent numbers and put money in his pocket. But with somebody like Wayne... I know people that could bet on their lives that Wayne stayed in the studio trying to break barriers. He came up with hit songs just off the top of his mind. And I'm not seeing that same feeling of what he's trying to do with Youngboy. While he's talented, I see Youngboy more so trying to have street beef with other artists or other people from his hood and also dealing with lots of like baby mama drama, women. And while Wayne had a lot of that, too, wasn't at the forefront. The music always was at the forefront. His artists, Drake, Nicki, Tyga, Lil Twist, those people were at the forefront of his career. So once again, I don't see the similarities there. But I get what y'all saying. I get what y'all saying. Honestly, it's up to the people to decide. It's up to what they want to say. Because I can say that, you know, he he he's on that level. But, you know, it's just about feelings because there are some stats, but... You know, Lil Wayne had more stats, you feel me? Lil Wayne had a decent amount of stats as well. So I'm not saying that NBA Youngboy is the next Lil Wayne. All I'm saying is that NBA Youngboy is damn near what this generation would call Lil Wayne. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so Joe was right. AI Youngboy did go platinum. He has actually two platinum albums. I'm trying to see here. They're saying he has two. AI Youngboy and what was this 38 Baby 2 38 Baby 2 and AI Youngboy both went platinum so I guess Joe, Joe was right he does have two platinum albums in terms of streaming I, look I, yeah I don't want to go into I mean yeah look man look I'm just you know the brother's doing this thing you know what I'm saying Let the black man succeeding I ain't got no problem with it. I'm just telling you it's just more so how I feel about Wayne versus how I feel about Youngboy. That's just it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that one. Yeah, and if okay. anybody ever wants to talk about this or, or, or discuss about this, you can always hit us up. You feel me? We would always tell y'all our opinion and tell her how we feel. Unless you're doing some shit wild, like, you know, you over here disrespecting us. We don't mind giving y'all, no, like, you know, talking about this shit. You feel me? Giving, us, giving you our point of view on it. But you can hit any of us up really about this topic. All right, so we got a, we got another record over there. What are we doing? We're about to get into this next record. Another local artist uh, goes by the name of Nakai. Uh, had the pleasure of speaking with this uh, with this brother. Um, all right, so we got record, like I said, from Nakai uh, called Starter King. Oh, yeah, I thought y'all wasn't going to hear that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I'm falling, I'm get up off my back. I wanna be balling, but I never had hoop dreams. She tired of talking, she just wanna hear me sing, yeah. Searching myself for these answers like I was being. Trying to grow as a human being, cause not everything's as it seems, yeah. 
Checking my goals off my list make me feel supreme. But I never quit till these rappers and me are gonna be the king of kings. And I promise that's what it's gonna be. I'm up next and the world is gonna see. Every girl and no boy wanna meet me. And your favorite rapper trying to greet me. Life is hard, gotta make it look easy. Gonna dance off the pain, no see breezy. All I ever wanted was a limelight. Peep my watch, it's my time to you see me. Yeah, so that was Nakai. <laughs> Dating. Uh, so it was, it's pretty much like this article that was released by Andrea Weasley. Um, and she pretty much talked about why millennial dating is so screwed up. She said, when we were younger, romantic relationships seemed so much simpler. If we liked someone, we told them. And if they felt the same way, we got together. These days, things are endlessly more complicated and frustrating as dating as millennials is seriously screwed up. One of her first points, so we could touch by this, we could touch on this topic, I guess, point by point in which she put it on the article. The first thing she said is, we ghost as a way to end things. If we're no longer friends and interested in someone, we don't tell them. We simply stop responding. If someone did this in our actual lives, it would be completely psychotic. But it's because it's over a text message or an instant uh, response, we've somehow redesigned ourselves to think it's okay. So I'm gonna touch, like I said, I'm gonna touch on this point by point, but from what I said, I don't know who wants to attack that first. Mm, I could talk, we could talk about ghosting, right? I think that I've heard stories about that uh, from my friends and stuff like that when they're interested in somebody and they just disappear out of nowhere, you think things are going good. For me personally, that's never happened because I typically don't, first of all, I'm not somebody to search for love. That's one. Two, it definitely doesn't happen on social media because that's where a lot of people our age meet these days or they'll meet in person and then they'll continue uh, getting to know each other through social media. So I've never been ghosted. I, if I don't like somebody anymore, I'll let them know straight up like, hey, uh, it's not gonna work. And then from there, it's blackity black black on all platforms. Okay, so to that, before Joe goes, and the kind of, because I guess, Vinay, I'm going to throw this. So what if you, because you said you've never been ghosted, but in the nature and the way she's explained it, you you say you you messing with somebody heavy, right? Mm -hmm. And y'all talking, y'all talk over the phone, and just, you know, that's y'all never really have met in person. Y'all talk over the phone, y'all talk through text, y'all DM each other back and forth. It's great conversation. Y'all talking every night, y'all up late at night into the wee hours at night slash morning, just talking it and having a ball. And then just one day just stops, just stops talking to you completely with no explanation or nothing. How would you feel if that happened to you? Obviously, that's going to suck, right? Because you, that's time spent. That's time that I could have been putting into myself into somebody that actually, you know, cared. If you if you're just ghosting like that, some, I mean, obviously that's infuriating. I'm going to I'm going to be pissed off, but I'm going to get over it too. Don't think you could come back and be like, "Yo, what's up?" And nah, nah. There is no coming back once you walk out the door. That's me personally. Uh, and I think people ghost because they don't have the guts to tell people how they feel. Tell people that you're not rocking with him no more. You're not rocking with her no more. That's just easier for you to just leave somebody on red. But I don't know. Also, to play devil's advocate, sometimes people don't get the hint either. That's 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 crazy. I mean, me and Demar were talking about it earlier the other day, and honestly, this this is something that I was saying like, yo. When it comes down to it, dating now isn't how it was before. Like, you know, dating isn't dating anymore. 
dating is now just considered talking. You're either talking or y'all, you know, in a relationship. They're like, you know, some people don't even like shit. Niggas be going on like 10, 15 dates and then they talking about sneaky links now. So it's like, yo, if you linking up with shorty, that's it. That's cool. You're dating. You're casually dating. If you talking to six different people, that's also cool. That you just, you know, you're dating. That's what it is. Like how we look at it, no more. It's no more like, oh yeah, you know, you see a girl, or you see whomever you like. I, I wouldn't say anything, and you say, yo, I think they whoever is cute and stuff like that. You try to talk to them. You just go out there. You just talk to them, and then you're going out. You're going out to do this. You're going out to the movies. You're going out to whatever you are, wherever you can go out on dates. You do that shit, and it's not even dating. Y'all just talking. Like yo, we're not in a relationship. That's that's a whole different thing. We're just casually dating. Like I'm getting to know you. I'm eating food. I'm talking to you. I'm I'm learning about you. You're learning about me. So I'm not like saying shit. That's how it is. And ghosting is just. It's so easy now, like, you know, since people have to, like, go out there and see each other because you meet on social media. So it's not like you see them in school or you see them in work or you see them on your day-to-day route. So if you're only texting that person, it's so easy for you to ghost them. Like, you just stop to, you stop replying. But before it's like you had to actually go out there and physically see these people to like, communicate with them, to actually, like, talk or whatever – so that then you have to tell them, yo, you're not fucking her no more. So they would know. It's not like, oh, well, you know, that's just how, at the end of the day. You can't see that person. You, that's the means of con- talking to people now is totally different than what they were before. Because the generation before, the actual generation before us, they didn't even have fucking text messages. If they really want to talk to somebody, they would have to get their beeper. Yeah. They got to get the pagers. They got to go get them quarters. So it's it's like it's a whole different field. The whole medium is different. Technology has created a whole different medium of dating and talking. Like, and it, and the same thing we was talking about the other day, Demari. Like, yo, people are saying, oh, it's so saturated with sex. Yo, it's called. They have apps that all you do is hook up. You swipe left and right to see what they do like about this this person. Fuckable. <laughs> you, you know, some back page assholes. You got you got Tinder. You got Snapchat, you got Instagram, like, yo, you do not know these people. They only show you what they want to show you. They can be sleeping in fucking filth, but they showing you that they live clean. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a fuck. Like, that's only, that's the only thing you can see. You can't see nobody's personality on a, on a, on a one or two dimensional screen. You can't see none of that shit. So the whole thing has changed. It's no longer what it used to be. This is what it is now. And that, and that was literally her second point. She said, sex is scarcely available. We can't have it simply with this. It is, I guess she meant to say it isn't scarcely available because scarcely would mean there's not a lot of access to it, but obviously with her point it is. So I guess that like, like Joe said, the, just the access to it and the digital medium that we communicate through, it's like a lot of the vulnerability is taken out of that, which is why, you know, the whole, the emotional vulnerability aspect is kind of definitely lost because of of that so uh, the next point she says we're in a competition with who can care the least pretty much 
that's a competition. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna show I care. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just, you know, we just gonna, I'm just gonna act like the shit don't affect me. I'm gonna brush it off. So I don't know. I don't know who wants to speak to that. Cause I mean, man, I'm, I'm I have a passive aggressive nature, for sure. So it's like when it, when it comes to courting women especially in these days i'm more subtle with the way i communicate i'm not i try not to be as direct because i don't and i'm still trying to gauge out who the like kind of gauge how they react to certain subtle gestures i make or certain things that i may say so that's how probably i quote women these is i don't know how you guys operate no, I, I, I get what you're saying. And you spoke to a point I want to bring up as far as people uh, almost being in competition with one another because they don't want to put themselves out there. I think that comes from our new lives on social media, getting acquainted with the fact that if people mess up, their mistakes are exposed all over social media. And so especially with girls that I know and that I'm friends with, they would rather play a guy or they would rather play somebody before they get played. And so with guys that I'm friends with, they don't even care. It's just like, yo, I'm just trying to, you know. And then with other guys that I'm friends with, they'll actually like a girl or they'll see some a girl that's cute on Instagram or Twitter. They'll hit them up and they're having a hard time because first of all, I know girls that are pretty that have guys all in their DMs. So it's like, what makes you different, my guy? It's difficult. I think now, if you don't look a certain way or if you don't have a certain set of status or you're not in a, um, a melting pot, such as high school, for example, where people know who you are, it's going to be a lot more challenging to find quote-unquote love or somebody that's going to vibe with you for real. Popularity. I mean, listen... Me and mine, me and my, we, we out here struggling. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't have any interest in it at this point in time because I'm about this, I'm about this career, I'm about this bag. But man, what? we out here taking L's, L's after L's after L's because I don't know, social media just doesn't, it's not my way of meeting somebody. Like that's not, that, it's not what works for some of us in this generation. But on the same yeah. side of the coin, you got apps like TikTok where people are doing that I like you challenge and, they ended up together. Like, it just depends. Some people know how to work social media to their advantage when it comes to getting somebody. I don't just feel that one. Like, honestly. I mean, I'm not struggling like y'all boys are. Mr. I, got, I got me in mind, so I'm not really struggling like y'all boys. Hey, Mr. Bitches over there, ain't it? <laughs> I mean, if they Mr. gonna give it a name, then that's the name they gonna give it, you feel me? But <laughs> at the same time, I get it because I was the type of nigga that try to salsa. I was like, I used to try to salsa like 30 girls, bro. I used to be trying to like really get into bit. Mac. I was, I was over there trying. You feel me? So, and, and you pick up some game as much as you fail. So, I don't know how to slide in no DMs. If I see a shorty on the street, I know how to approach the shorty about it. You feel me? You go for the things that, I'm going to teach our boys a lesson, a sauce lesson. You do not go for the thing that everybody already goes for. You feel me? Niggas will always talk about how bad a bitch is. And a bitch ain't gonna pay you no attention unless you're wearing the biggest gold chain that you can find at, at a jeweler. You feel me? Other than that, the only way you're gonna get some shit in there is you, if you actually pay attention to the details about some shit, give a fuck about it, then she's gonna give you some time of the day because you, you over there thinking like, damn, all right, she paying attention to, like, you go over there giving a little extra step rather than saying, damn, she bad, you feel me? Or that you like her for what? Nothing. Nah, bro, you got to give her a little bit more attention, a little bit more detail, a little bit more seasoning to the bitch, you feel me? So 
like I said, social media is showing one one way. You feel me? Social media is for some people. If you are, if you take some great ass pictures, it's for you. If you bad as shit or you good looking as fuck, and your pictures come out rubbish, then that shit is not for you, bro. You won't have to go out there and go walk around the Publix. Walk around in the Kroger's. And maybe you're going to find a show that holla at. And not the Kroger's. <laughs> Yo, like, yeah. and now it's, it's it's seven to ten times more difficult to meet somebody out in public because people have masks on. Like, I can't see what you look like. Right. You can't see what I look right. like. So now niggas have to go off the strength of seeing, oh, you know, you dress nice. You know what I'm saying? And they, it's tough. Oh, it is tough, bro. I Expectations mean, is another thing, though. Expectations is high as fuck. Because yeah. you be seeing people be posting pictures in Bora Bora and, and, and <laughs> goddamn, you know, the Grand Canyon, shit like that. You be seeing people on vacations. Or relationships, yeah, the commercialization of it. Like, yo, like, they look good. Oh, mood. If somebody say mood one more time, mood, that's my mood. Nigga, I, I, I can't, like, I'm not saying I'm broke as shit, but I'm not, I'm not going to put my money out there in a way, like, that's just, it's an experience, but... I'm not gonna put my all my money into like going out on a trip when I'm not even sure if you rocking with me like that. You feel me? Like you gotta, we gotta do the small things first before we build up to shit like that. And even if we doing the shit we doing, I'm not putting the bitch on social media because of the fact that yo, some people can't do that. You feel me? If I take a bus and you take a bus and we both got jobs, fuck you expect us to go ride around in a Maserati with, with the with the with the or 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 a uh, uh, coupe mm. with the with the sun with the roof down. On South Beach, but we both ride the bus. How the fuck we gonna expect to do shit like that, bro? You gotta set your shit a little small to your your price limit. You can't be over there watching what someone else is doing because then you're gonna be like, damn, that's what I want to be at. I mean, that's where you want to be at. You striving to be there, but you right. can't just say, oh, I can't settle for nothing less because you see bitches on. We see bitches and niggas. You know, niggas over here saying if a bitch can't buy you a P5, then you know she worthless. And then you got bitches saying, yo, if he, if you don't do this, if he not making this money, then he worthless. So no yeah. matter if you're gender or whatever it is, you can't expect something when you ain't got nothing to bring to the table. And if you and you both can't, you gotta have some lowest expectations because you don't understand what the other person going through. You don't understand what they doing. I, I don't think yeah. everybody people need to have low expectations, but more realistic expectations. Realistic. Isn't that lower? Oh. That's not. Isn't that lower? But well, low for you could be high for me. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. What can I get? What be an example? Like that boy Demari said, a low expectation. Bitch, don't <laughs> she don't shower? That's the highest expectation for you, Demari, huh? That's basic. That shit. <laughs> basic. That's base level. Showering is base level. Like, <laughs> come on now. But like, for, okay, like for example, like um, a, a girl that is more that is more um dedicated to motivating you towards your dream versus a girl great in bed. You know what I'm saying? Y'all look good together. Y'all take nice pictures together, but you can't be emotionally vulnerable to her. You're not. She doesn't really support your dream like that, you know? So it's like, how do you weigh those things on a scale? That's more so like, that's why I said high for you could be low for me. Honestly, we, we can't even get there because if you don't find the right medium to meet somebody that you're interested in, you you can't even get there. That's what I'm saying. Like, first you gotta figure yeah, out: Are you fine. a social media person? Are you gonna meet the man or the girl that you're looking for on social media, or is it something that you gotta do in person? 
and now with quarantine and eh, so you got to put yourself in spaces that'll have you that you might find somebody so it's it's tough but i get what you're saying as far as like lowering standards it's different from being realistic uh, as to what you want and what you need at that point of your life, right? Because if you lower your standards, you're going to get a toxic relationship. You're going to get somebody who doesn't support your dreams. You're going to get somebody who has addictions, um, baggage that they bring into the relationship. Whole bunch of BS like say, that. I was just saying, I wouldn't say standards. I'd say expectations. Because uh, standards, like, yo, standard, like, you know, you, all right, someone who's clean, someone like a standard for me, black, natural, fit, teeth. That's the <laughs> <a> standard. <laughs> I'm not going to expect her to know exactly when the fuck I'm hungry or when I'm not, if I'm not speaking up, if I'm not communicating. Oh, that's another thing communication. Good God. Ooh. Yeah, deplorable. We have to do better. Yeah. The, the passive aggression. And I'm victim of it too. I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm not. I want to say victim. More you more like an aggressive. Yeah, I'm the, you're the attacker. Yeah, I can. I have a passive aggressive nature, and I'm very. You know what I'm saying? Because it's for honestly to make keep myself peace and sanity. Really, I don't. I'm not gonna say like it's right or wrong. I do because to protect myself. So like when it comes to communication with another individual that's why the social media thing people could play with that people could portray certain things they could say whatever with no repercussion it's just like oh you have no accountability you're taking no accountability for how i feel about the things you've said to me you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. it's like what does that force because i what, what am i gonna do like if i don't know where you live or nothing like that what am i gonna do just send you a bunch of fist emojis like that's <laughs> <laughs> like what are we what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just gotten bad. So the communication on the base level is just so poor when it comes to just courting in relationships. That's because people are used to dealing with others who don't communicate. So when that's all you know, that's all you're going to perpetrate. You know, that's all. It, and, it, and it sucks. But that literally takes out 70% of the dating pool for me. Like, I can't. If you can't communicate, I, uh, please please because i'm not passive aggressive unless you unless we're in an argument and you take me to that point i'm not going to be passive aggressive i'm gonna say exactly how i feel whether it hurts your feelings or not but i can work on the Facts. see i'm about compromise because that's what a relationship is if you're willing to do it with that person but if you don't like something i said and it's just like oh you're not gonna talk to me for the rest of the day you're gonna leave me on deliver all day it's not gonna work for Facts. me it's not and that's cool bit. i'll be straight I got my shit together. But what if, but Joe, for the people that don't have their shit together, not you, so take yourself out of your situation. For the people that are struggling to like court women and they're getting left on red and just, you know, they don't know what to say. Cause a lot of times, whether it be guys or girls, hey, I just don't know what to say to the person that I'm seeking attention from. Honestly, so, if, if you got that issue, honestly, you can hit my line. Honestly, you can hit my line. You can hit me up. FYN Joe on Instagram and, and what's my and Joe Button Joe Star on, on Twitter. You can hit my line. If you need help saucing your nigga, saucing your 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 biddies, hit my line. I'll help you out. You feel me? Because you over here struggling and you need some assistance. Because all it really is is a nigga like me, I learn from experience. I learn basically I right, talking to hundreds of bitches, learning. <laughs> basically that's pretty much what i did but some people they just got the sauce like that with it
Joe, if you don't mind me asking, how how do you how would you say you were able to get into your relationship? And if you have any advice for people out there having trouble, you know, if you can enlighten us. I honestly, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Like what I did and how and and if you see me, if you know me, I'm an asshole. Dead ass. I'm an asshole. So if I get me somebody, that's how you know there's faith for niggas out there. Nice guys. But the, because, nice, they say the nice guys lose, always lose in the end. No, the nice guys always win. But guess what? They getting played because they over here having expectations like, yo, you better pipe that shit down, nigga. Oh, you God. So, so we should just be attached to sex, Joe. I no, want No, no, no. That's... You have an expectation like you're going to see a, a bad shorty and you think the shorty going to be over here like, oh, well, she going to set like, yo, she a bad shorty. And she already had a history of fucking with, with some type of dudes. This ain't no fucking movie. This ain't Scott Pilgrim. This ain't this ain't no goddamn cartoon. This is real world shit. She gonna keep fucking with that type of dude. So you better find you somebody that you can say, all right, let me, instead of me looking at it this way, let me try to say, all right, I want to meet someone. I got to be able to realize that I'm on this level. Personally, you got to find your level. If you're not busting the joints like no gets to be doing, if you're not uh-huh. doing that, you can't be over there expecting a bitch with the, with the 613, who, who makes the bread, who's doing the shit. You can't expect that. You got to lower your expectations and say, yo, I'm expecting something that I'm not even on that level. I got to find someone that I can relate to because that's the biggest thing. You got to find someone you can relate to. And that once you find that person, once you find that person, because that's the biggest thing. Niggas over there seeing, uh, you know, bitch on Twitter. If a bitch on Twitter making over 10 likes, that's not in your league, obviously, because of the fact that Twitter is the hardest place to ever get a like from. Oh, so man. if you in that bitch and you getting like if a bad bitch, you cannot just slide in the DMs thinking you're gonna get some shit. Unless you see her in person or or, or met her, you ain't getting shit on, on no Twitter. That's the first thing. Okay. That speaks to an even bigger thing. Cause it's like, okay, because I got a lot of guy friends that hit up random girls on Instagram that they find to be attractive. And they are like they I'm not gonna say it's out of the league, but it's kind of like, eh, you could tell a lot of people would already be in their DMs. So do we put, do we as like young individuals, do we put all our faith into unrealistic expectations? Like, do we, do we peer so far out of our league and that's the reason why we're not getting any reciprocation? What do you think? But what it would be out of our league is we just, are we just basically on looks, followers? No, no, like, no. Your league is like this, right? Demar, hey, your league is this. Now I'm not saying your league, but no, a white woman is that your league? Oh, is that your league, Demar? Is a white woman in your league? We're not doing that. Is that someone on your team? Is that someone you riding with? <laughs> We're not doing that, Joe. <laughs> Finish your point, man. Answer the question, but is that your? Is that someone on your league? But that's not what I'm talking about. It could be general, hypothetically, if I were or were or not, which I'm not to answer but that has nothing to do with the point that i'm trying to there's bad bitches in every league honestly be honest there's bad bitches and there's some good looking ass niggas out there on every league but i'm not looking for my criteria isn't just consistent upon looks it just seems like the league you're playing in is just consistent upon how a person looks not just looks. it's more like your personality like what you want i think a league is based off of what you've been able to do before and If you haven't been with anybody before, it's based off of what you're consistently interested in until proven otherwise that, you know, you're not able to enter that league of of men or women that you're interested in. 
And so if you've only been with sixes and below, why are you looking for tens and nines and even eights? Now that's a horrible thing to say, but I'm not just talking about looks. I'm talking about personality combined with looks, combined Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. like drive for the better. If you are consistently with men that are six and below, meaning that they don't have any goals, they're kind of cute, you know, da-da-da-da-da, all that other stuff, but you're looking for a dude who's going to Howard University, who's super stacked and their mentals together, y'all are not on the same vibration. And maybe that's why it doesn't work out for a lot of people, whether it be on social media or in person. I feel you, I feel you, because it's simple. The highest you can get off of looks alone is a damn near five, maybe a four. That's the highest off of looks alone. The rest of it, you have to be personality. You got to be what you, you know, how you are. How do you feel about this person? It can't just be like knowledge. You can't be a damn near an eight or a 10 and you dumb as shit or you just like you, you're ignorant. That's that's not how it works. Okay, so like, okay, all right. So I'm getting a little answers. You're saying what do you what do you factor into your equation when it comes to? But that's what I'm saying. How do we do all of the all of that through social media? We get looks, personality. That's what I'm saying. So like, when we recruit, when we're looking at women on the base level, when it comes to social media, we're strictly looking at lo- looks. All right, you may have a a woman that looks nice and she does poetry, or she may be into. Uh, like philosophy or like she's an artist or she she's vegan or something like that like you'll be able to gauge certain things but you won't get the entire like everything you said like personality drive and all of all of those things factor you won't be able to get that from just viewing someone's instagram page that's the that's kind of where the the issue lies when it comes to how do i how do first what are you even looking for that be the that be my question for niggas like what are you looking for exactly because you say you looking for this you get it and then you say oh i want more i want this too but i want that too and i want this i didn't think you had this honestly what are you giving if you've seen on social media honestly you gotta do you gotta do some research. You gotta really do some research on the short because on, on on social media you can do research. In person, you just ask around about people. You do your research on everything. So on social media, if you're looking for a shorty, if you're looking for a nigga, obviously the first thing I do is find whatever they posting or whatever they showing. What is they doing that you can be interested about that can add on to it? From there, once you find something you're interested in or there you guys can talk about. And something that y'all can like, you know, they look good to you or whatever it is, and you find something that you can talk about, that is something that you can go off of saying, all right, let me continue by talking to this person. Let me continue with this. Because if you if you just see them off of looks alone, that's how you know it's just sex. But if you see something that you can find interesting to talk about, to 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 learn about with each other to do, like if you do art, if you're interested in watching art or movies and you see someone post or you know, always talk about going to the movies or, or going, you know, watching a film or a festival or doing something of that nature. You can, can you can say, all right, we are ta- we know about one thing we can actually talk about. From there, you can talk to them and say, all right, what are some other things that you got in common? That's when you start making a move to say, what else do we have in common? You can't just look at them and say, damn, shorty back, because that's what half of these people do out here. And if that's the jump start for you, just know where that can, you can end up like, that's a mystery box. It's kind of like, you don't know what's on, like, it looks good on the outside, but you don't know what's on the inside. So you're gambling. Uh, regardless. 
regardless. You're gambling regardless. Yeah. Niggas is playing house with with these social media courtings and all this. So follow, I'm a poster. You know what I'm saying? I got the Remy Martin tonight. I'm a, a posting on the story. She gonna see it. Ah, 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 ah. Like, that's what niggas, that's where niggas try to, like, get in at. Yes, it is. And what about for the for the people who don't meet the standard um, thing, that it factor that most people look for? Like, what if to people in our community or people on social media, a guy doesn't look, quote-unquote, attractive or a girl doesn't look, quote-unquote, attractive? Then what about people like them? Because they, they deserve love, too. Like, I'm not going to say I'm the most good-looking person. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. But my personality's bomb. So, you know what I'm saying? What's, <laughs> so what's going on? Like, what do, Honestly, what do we do? But, but here's the good thing about that, you feel me? If you not, like, here's the thing about social media, that's a good, good-ass thing. Let's say you're not the most attractive person in your neighborhood or in your town. You can go on social media and someone else can see that shit and be like, yo, this person is bad as fuck. And say, damn, to, to the niggas in your town, to the, to the bitches in your town, you ugly as shit. But to someone else out there, you will always be the finest person they will ever see. Honestly, I, I genuinely believe this. No matter who you are, what you doing? Unless you, goddamn, evil. Hey, yo, even Hitler found love. If that nigga, and that nigga was evil. So, so anyone can genuinely find love. That's what I can say. That's what I'm saying. I don't know, Vinay. You got. Go ahead. I don't know if you. Have we could talk else. about this for hours. It's just like because, like, Demari, Joe, y'all are good-looking individuals. Like, I'm gonna hype my friends up. Y'all are good-looking individuals. What about the rest of us? What do hey, you- Vinay, you will always be an eight in my book. I'll put that Appreciate on. Appreciate it. Appreciate the it. highest number you can be, unless you Michelle Obama, ain't nobody like. Unless you my girl Michelle Obama, nobody's a ten. Honestly, like, you're not a ten. Unless you Michelle Obama or my girl, you can't not be a ten. That's that's the. I say it again because Demario over here like shaking his head like no, bro. You know you you fucking crazy. <laughs> Michelle Obama bad. She's intelligent. She has so much to her. My girl bad, intelligent, so much to her. Tens, simple. Tens. All right. I'm going to leave that joke alone, too. But <laughs> it's like 8 or 10, 9, 5, 6, 7. Like, you say, all right, so, Vinay, when you say me and Joe are eights, you're saying based off of just what you've observed, not just necessarily looks. Oh, I no, 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 no. I didn't call y'all eights. I said y'all are good <laughs> and that was strictly <laughs> off of looks. But they just called this high <laughs> fives. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. Duh, Damn, it's eights are hard to come by, man. Cause they don't do two be honest's no more. That's another thing. I used to get some satisfaction at us. Yo, I used to hate to be honest's, bro. I remember one time, I, yo, my my nose my nose thing. To be honest, I see you around rate six. Broke my scale. <laughs> or or or, or something, bro. Like I used to get like two to six. On a, on a to be honest, bro, I was not the most good looking nigga out there. All the fine girls in my middle school, they made a kick group chat, bro. And they put my picture in there. My friend screenshotted to me what they rated me. It was all nine plus. I was like, nigga, you should have saw. I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> and guess how many bitches Damari saw? Was it none? Yeah, it was none. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, I don't even go to school with this man. See, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're, I'm done with this. We're going to move on. So we got we got another record for y'all. Um, you know how this goes. Oh yeah. 
a new record from someone that's actually an artist on this podcast. Oh, really? Who is it? Joe, you dropped a song? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Joe, Joe doesn't make music, and if he did, very low quality. Come on, Vinay. <laughs> it's just Vinay, honestly. Yes, sir. JV in the building. So this next song is by me, actually. From the, From soul. the soul. Yeah, that's that's the one. of the podcast Vinay love that record you know what I'm saying you know you did your thing or whatever you know what I mean mm-hmm. appreciate it appreciate it so we about to toss it to you for so uh, Vinay take it away yeah so I want to talk about dreams that everybody in this room has that everybody that's listening to this has what are your dreams not only what your dreams are but are you actively chasing them But the biggest question in regards to the dreams that we have, does your immediate environment support you in those dreams? Um, And I want to bring this up because I was having a conversation with a couple of my friends a couple of weeks ago, and they have things that they want to do in life, but their parents want them to do what, you know, they're quote unquote destined to do, whether that's be a firefighter or a lawyer or something that'll make the outside people happy. And while, you know, it makes people happy, does that make you as a person happy? So I want to ask that question. I want to pose that um, to Damari, Joe. What are your dreams and how do your family and friends feel about it? I'm going to let Damari go first on this one and then I'm going to go after him. Simply because I would like to hear what Damari's dreams are and what his family feels on that. I mean, my career, I'll, I'll say this, because I, I want to create this distinction first, because I, I don't know if a lot of people really think about this. My, how could I say this? My career, I want to be a music a That's what I want to do. I'm, I'm a podcaster now. So that's more so my career. Now, my dreams and aspirations probably would be a little bit more wider and a little bit just more than just the career itself i kind of want i kind of want to contribute to a new infrastructure on this planet new ideas like innovation like those are things that i aspire probably my aspirations versus my career are just different but they kind of 
they join at they have to they have to become joined at some point along my pathway but it's like they're two different things in my mind like i feel like my career can get me there my career you know field can can get me to where to get me to my aspirations but i feel like a lot of times people are so focused on their career they don't really have dreams and aspirations necessarily i feel like joe honestly i'm gonna be honest with everyone in this one i just honest in this world honest with this with you guys and this is the first time i'm gonna do this i don't have dreams i never growing up i never had anything that i saw that i wanted to do like i never I, as a child i never had that thing like you know people want to be a doctor a firefighter a lawyer or, or engineer or so many other things i never really wanted to do i or felt like i wanted to do those things and, and, and being honest i never felt goal oriented because of the fact that i never had dreams for something right now i've been putting myself in a position to start making goals because i learned something that a lot of people don't know and that's because honestly i don't know where i want to be and just that's just how that's me personally but i'm not going to limit myself on the skills and 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 things that i can learn and teach myself the same thing i'm teaching myself videography and photography and i'm going to start teaching myself coding as well and and then you know trying to teach myself real estate as well and trying to you know go to school for business all at the same time because i personally don't have one of those goals or or dreams that some people have i would like to do this like you know i like to be in this podcast i like to do photos and and videos and editing and things like that i like to be in control but i don't have a goal or anything that i or a dream that i really want to do in this world you know but but do you feel like you once like you're doing what you're doing you feel like you'll figure it out there's people like that like like you're not going to know what your dreams are today maybe that's more so what i'm trying to say yeah. like it depends on what who you are not only yeah who you are the path you're trying to take how fast you're trying to get there cuz some people like try to rush their dreams that's mm-hmm. another thing along with the social media age people want like instant gratification without work it yeah so it's like there's that aspect to it so i feel like as long as i guess you could feed i feel like you should be feeding your passion whether even if it be something very small like you like to go out and plant seeds in your garden Mm -hmm. or you like to wash your car or like to go for walks or you those aren't dreams though those are more like i'm saying things that you're small little niche things it probably makes you happy you mm-hmm. can feed those things and eventually hey i can do this now you could say hey i can use what something that started off as a small niche and build it into my yeah. career and you could build a dream on top of that you can develop a dream yeah like, you wash your own car and then somebody's like yo you wash your car nice i like what you're doing can you wash my car for me and then you, all right then you start slowly building yourself a a car wash thing and then next you know you say you know i dream that one day i can have my own car wash business i can have my own place to have my car wash store or whatever you want to do and then you can go i understand that i get that you can make something you're good at or make something you're doing into a dream or set a dream once you start getting into it yeah i like that 
Yeah. And that's really interesting that you don't have a dream. And that's okay. Like for those who are listening out there, I want y'all to know that just because you don't know what you want to do in life, that doesn't make your life any less meaningful. You feel me? I need y'all people to take it day by day and do things that you like and really feel it out. Test the waters. Just like Damari was saying, do little things and the more you feel like something is meant for you, I want you to relish in that and kind of manifest what it is that you want to do. Um, but what I don't want, because the whole purpose of me bringing up this conversation and this topic is to let people know, I don't like when others try to control a life that isn't theirs. If you ain't focusing on your life, if you letting others tell you what you're supposed to be doing, even your parents, to a certain point, it becomes toxic. Then that life isn't yours. So really, I want people to know that even if they don't have dreams, even if they don't know what it is they, they're here on earth for, make sure that your life is yours no matter what. Personally, in my family, in my, in my position, even though I don't know exactly where I want to be, I still have a family or uh, an environment that is, is you know, positive to a point where it's saying, all right, I just picked up this videography and photography thing. And they're, they're kind enough to say, yo, as long as you're trying to do something and find what you're doing, that's all that matters. Some people and some parents, they want you to do something because, honestly, they think it's a good life for you. They want it to be, you know, they're your parents, they're your people, or, you know, they're your, they want a good life for you. So they're going to tell you to do something. No matter what, they're going to love you. No matter what. At, at the end of the day, they might not like you, but they're going to love you. And that's one thing I learned. And if they're going to love you, if you pick up something positive, something good, if you're doing it, if you're putting your energy in it, they're not gonna. They're probably gonna say, "Oh, are you sure about this?" Because of the fact that they don't want you in a risk or a position that you are in a bad place. But they do want to be make sure that you're okay. So if you're doing it and you keep doing it and you're good at it or you're learning it and you're getting better and better at it, you have no choice but to accept that, to understand that, and say, "All right, I support this." They're gonna support you. At first, they probably might what they might call hate, but they don't really hate on you, you know? They're more saying, they're more worried about your, your safety. They're more worried about, you know, your risk. Because if you're going to school to be a lawyer, it's a guarantee, like, it's not guaranteed, but it's a more stable thing. All right, you go to school, like, it's already planned out. There's already things that you can plan out to become a lawyer. But, like, like DeMar, DeMar's trying to be, a, you know, he is a music A&R. So if he's doing that, it's not like a plan for that one. You know, you could follow some trends or follow some things, but if he's doing it his own way, he has to figure it out himself. It's not like you can, like, there was someone who already had it, multiple people already do it. Some people, to be a doctor, you go to school, 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 practice, then doctor. For something, it's like you learn, you do it, you become it, you fail, you do it again, you fail, you do it again. And that's just how some processes are. But they're worried about, in some environments, they, they're more worried about it but the fact is they're not communicating with you to let you know, hey, I'm worried about this. They're more just saying, oh, well, they're just giving you their point of view. They're not going to sit down. Like some people, they won't even tell you, oh, you know, I just feel this type of way. They're just going to say, oh, I don't think you should do that. But they won't tell you the reason why. They're not communicating with you. And once they're not communicating, that's when you start feeling like, oh, these people don't care. They do care. Some people do care. There are some people, I'm not saying in every circumstance, every position you are. There are some times that, you know, wherever you are, it's very very negative environment. And that's when you want to do what you want to do to get out of there. But there are some positive or, you know, neutral environments that don't communicate with you enough to let you know why they want to do this or why they're doing this. Because 
you know, a lot of people who have like, I got a lot, I know a lot of people with Haitian parents and they want them to be a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer because those are plans that are great for them to do because they know it's a safe route for them. It's safe that they're going to have a job. They're going to be making money, you know? That's not saying that they don't want you to do something else. They just want that for you because it's a safer route than you trying to do something that might, they feel like the market is saturated with. You know, if you, you love making music and your parents are telling you to be a nurse, they're not telling you you have to be a nurse because of the fact that they want, you know, they're controlling your life. They're just telling you because they care enough about you to say, some people don't make it in music. Some people don't. But they don't want you to be those people struggling on the streets because you want to do music. And if you do do it, they want you to be a better person. And that's all you got to do. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. For them. That's all I got to say on that one. Yeah. Echoing just just what, what, what Joe said um, in terms of just family members just wanting their children to be secure. Security is not guaranteed. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you can buy insurance plans and all of these things and you could get medical benefits with your job. But it's like companies can go down. Documents could get lost. Like it's like secure, like how we view security, even especially as human beings. It's like no one's like everything is up for grabs. Nothing is nothing is set in stone, you know, Um but I understand as, as a parent that's experienced in life, especially parents that have struggled, mm -hmm. you know, not wanting your child to go through that same struggle, right? I get that, but your child is going to have to go through some type of struggle. Might not be the same struggle you went through, but a struggle maybe on a different level. Like, struggle is definitely needed for the human experience. We're all on this planet. There's ups and there's downs. There's, you know, there's turns and there's sways to and fro. Like, that's, it's motion. It's a motion to everything. Everything's not going to stay in the same place as it was yesterday. So, we just especially people pursuing things and having dreams and goals we just have to be able to adapt and that's just what not only parents friends you know whoever you consider in your circle and whatever you label them like i just have to be able to adapt and what adapting because i don't know what's to come next there's going to be a lot of mistakes along the way so there has to just be a, a high level of understanding that I'm young and I'm pursuing things that you have never pursued before. Like I get you say you've been here longer than I have been, but I'm here experiencing different things that you experience and have unique ideas that you've never had because I'm a completely different individual living in a completely different frame of time. So just people in your life are going to have to understand that I, there's going to be certain things that I have to adapt to certain changes I'm going to have to make. And me myself is going to change in the process. You, I'm going to change in the process, not only things around me, but I'm me myself, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I agree. And, um, a high level of understanding. And if you are one of those people that find out what it is you want to do in life and your parents or your, your friends, your surroundings don't agree, I know it's tough because I have been there and I've witnessed people not be able to do it, but I have, and I'm starting to step into who I am. You have to be able to stand up for yourself because nobody is going to live your life except for you. If you want to go to school and get a law degree, but your parents want you to be a doctor, you need to stand in that and say, no, I'm going to be 
I'm going to be a lawyer in the entertainment industry because da 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 da. And you need to prove everybody wrong. If you want to be, if you want to flip burgers, if you want to own Chick-fil-A's and, and, and do real estate, because even real estate isn't sustainable, but it's more professional than something like music. Right. I say, do it. I, because we only have this one life that we know of and to waste it doing what others want you to do to make them happy such a waste it, it, it's it's unreasonable it's not fair it's almost like you're spending time free but you're in prison because you're not really you but don't ever stress because of the fact that you ain't there yet or you don't got it because of the fact that saying saying say try your hardest to accomplish your dreams and if you don't have a dream it's okay to not have a dream or or just have some small-term goals you know if you if you're working or at whatever job you're doing and you don't have a goal, like you don't have a dream saying, all right, where I want to be, just have a goal saying, all right, I want to have this much money saved up. I want to have this, what I want to do. Like, you know, if you just say, yo, your goal is to go on a cruise. So set aside some money to go on your cruise. It might not be a dream of yours to go on a cruise, but it is something to set your mind to instead of feeling like you can't accomplish anything. Got another tune we're gonna play us out uh we about to get into the music updates uh if you're still listening appreciate you i really hope y'all be listening to the full shit of the podcast because i can see that y'all need to be listening to the whole thing support the creators i mean why you why you get so bad are you gonna beat them the fuck up Dubai? So, um, music updates. I'm gonna go first if y'all don't mind. Uh, what a few days ago, it was the seven year anniversary of Nothing Was the Same. Um, in my opinion, Drake's best album to me. Um, there's that. Um, there was Tra- uh, Trap Soul Deluxe, Bryson Tiller just put out. Um, Action Bronson just put out a new project. Mozzie just put out a new project. Money by Gil and Black Youngster put out a collaboration album, Cold Red. Uh, Alicia Keys, self-titled project. Uh, NBA Youngboy, top. Um, From King to a God, Conway the Machine. Uh, There's a few new singles we got here as well. Let me just get those off real quick. Uh, YG, Out on Bail. Uh, You just put that out. Uh, Bryson Tiller, another record. I guess this is he's rolling out an album. The album's coming soon. He just put out another single, Always Forever. Uh, Lil Wayne just released the Carter Five Deluxe. Um, and oh, Cash Page put a project out. Haven't heard it yet though. I want to listen to it. Uh, ASAP Ferg, Floor Seats Two, and that's all I got. Um. So for those people out there 
uh, who who's not into like the big big rapping scenes, and then you know then the alternative or some other shit. I got your boys on this one. So I got Joji dropped his Joji, formerly known as Filthy Frank. I don't know if y'all boys know that, but he dropped Nectar, his album. Uh, Jerry Woods from a distance dropped. Uh, who else dropped this week? Oh, Baby Keen. He dropped the two songs, uh, Hooligans and Sons Critic. Uh, he then we also have some other people out here that's dropping some music. Let me see what I got here. Uh, oh. Uh, Shoreline Mafia has been dropping a lot recently. They've been dropping singles, more singles more than uh, ever now. Then we also have, we have Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know if some people listen to some Machine Gun Kelly. And oh, I heard Fredo Bang is about to drop something. I don't know if Demar covered that one. And that's pretty much it. Y'all boys forgot Tekka. Lil Tekka dropped a, a project, Virgo World. I, I know. I honestly thought we talked about the Tekka t- album when we were talking about the internet money shit. It wasn't out then. He just put out a new album. I saw it. I, I'm, you know, I, come on. But Demari, Demari's not a Tekka fan, honestly. I can, like, he, he can be honest. He's not a Tekka fan. I liked Ransom. Like, I think we're going to get a lot in the fall and, and winter. Like we're going to get a lot. Yeah, we're going to get some really big drops. Yeah. A lot of people have. We're going to get some really big drops. I'm telling you that right now. If Baby Keem ever listens to this, you know I'm a I'm a big ass fan of Baby Keem. I will honestly listen to every song you. I've actually listened to every song to Baby Keem ever made, um, and that's that's some shit I like. Baby Keem and the Baby Keem dropping a new album, I'm gonna be singing that shit my heart out. The same way I, I was, you know, when Baby Keem dropped his last album, that shit was hard as fuck. All right, yeah. Joe, get up off your knees now, okay? I mean. They kind of dusty. I might need some knee guards. Cause goodness gracious, sheesh. But is that everything? <laughs> yeah, that's everything, I guess. It, you guys. I'll see y'all next time.